what is doctrine? It's the teachings of Scripture. Uh, it's, it's incredibly important, of course. And so we, we need books that teach us the importance of doctrine. What I want us to see this morning in, in this, just the first part of this book, uh, is the importance of hope. Look with me, please, this morning here. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1. Uh, Paul is writing to Timothy. He says this. Uh, he identifies himself, Paul, an apostle, apostle, uh, one who is sent or a messenger of or by Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, who is here called our Savior, uh, and Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our, what is the word there? What is that H word? It's hope, right? Now, I've spoken a little bit about hope recently, and I've mentioned the importance of hope, and uh, God just has me, has me thinking a lot lately about uh, the great hope that we have in the Lord. Uh, I've, I've spoken about it a bit recently. I want to spend some time focusing uh, on that this morning. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior, and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is or who is um, our hope. Paul's hope was Christ. His hope was in Christ. His hope was based on Christ. Uh, his hope uh, was Christ. I want to stop there before we go too much further, Rich, and I want you to stop and consider, uh, what's that word mean? Uh, what does the word hope mean? It's a word that we use, right? I hope for this. I hope so. Uh, I, I hope in the future things will be better. Uh, we, we understand the basic idea of what the word means. Uh, in, in the context of Scripture, we might say this. Hope refers to certain expectations or confidence. Uh, expectations of what? Confidence in what? In the Lord uh, and in his promises, right? God's made great promises to us. Brother Art, aren't you glad for that this morning? Good morning, sir. Aren't you glad for that? We have, we have a hope in the Lord regarding his promises uh, that is certain, and we may be confident in that. Stop and think about it for a, for a moment. What kinds of promises has God made to us? Um, are we experiencing difficulties right now? Our church, are, are you going through difficulties? We've got all kinds of difficulties, right? Afflictions and trials and uh, safety precautions that we have to take and uh, great political difficulties in our land and, and, and threats to our freedoms, all kinds of difficulties. Stop and ask yourself this, though. Do you have a hope for a future that is free of all these problems? Do you hope for a future that is free of all these problems? Do you hope for heaven? Do you hope heaven's going to be free of these problems, right? And, and are, do you have a certain hope that the future, once we're home, once we've completed passing through uh, this, this land, this side of life, the pilgrims that we are, uh, are you certain of heaven this morning? Are you certain of heaven? If, if, you, if you repented and placed your faith in Christ, the Bible promises eternal life and promises heaven and, and promises a, a place of, of great perfection, a sinless place with a sinless Savior, uh, with, with great rewards that where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt those things, with uh, incorruptible bodies. Someone say praise God for that, Brother Art. Amen. <laughs> incorruptible bodies that won't suffer any afflictions of any kind. We have 
uh, a certain hope of not just a future, but an eternity that is infinitely better um, than the difficulties that we face now. Now, our, I, as I say that, you know, I'm a little concerned because I don't want us to lose sight of the value of the difficulties that we face today. Uh, the Bible makes it clear the difficulties that we face today, they have great value, right? They have purpose. God's using them, as we've said so many times recently. I'm thankful for that. But Brother Garcia, I still look ahead to an eternity where those things will be behind us, will the, where the Lord will have perfected us, and there's not a need for these trials and difficulties any longer. That's our hope, uh, and it's a certain hope. Uh, it's a certain hope. Uh, one man writes, the ultimate hope for God's people is eternal life. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, eternal life and everything that goes along with that. I'm going to give you just some hopeful um, observations very quickly. Some hopeful numbers, we might say. Uh, our English word hope shows up in the Bible 121 times. It is a major theme of Scripture. It is a major theme of Scripture. Uh, it shows up the most in the Psalms, 22 times. Uh, it even shows up 15 times in the book of Job. Uh, Job's situation didn't always look very hopeful, Brother Art, did it? It didn't look like that on its face. Uh, but sure enough, the word hope appears 15 times in the book of Job. In fact, that's the second greatest number of times the word shows up in any book uh, after Psalms. So in the face of all that difficulty, all those trials that Job faced, there was hope and hope and hope and hope in the Lord. Uh, in the New Testament, the word appears 53 times. It appears in 16 of the 27 books uh, of the New Testament. And so, Mike, I'm going to say this. The Bible is literally filled with hope. It's literally filled with hope from, from beginning to end. Of course, there's trials and difficulties, but there's hope that overshadows uh, and enables us to pass through the trials and difficulties because it's a hope from the Lord and, and it's a certain hope. Um, I want to give you an outline this morning. I want to look at three things, okay? They're going to be ours this morning. Uh, I'm going to give you three ours this morning. First thing we're going to look at is the root or the source of our hope. If you want, you could say the root source of our hope. I want to look at the reasons for our hope and then the results of our hope. And, you know, a lot of these things this morning might be reminders, but they're good reminders. They're, they're encouraging, hopeful uh, reminders. Maybe we'll see some things this morning as we kind of move around Scripture a little bit that uh, you've not thought about or, or not seen or, or just will be uh, just that encouraging, hopeful reminders to you this morning. So with that said, uh, let's bow our heads, let's pray, and I want to jump in and, and look at the hope, the certain hope that we find in Scripture this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning for the great hope that we know in you. Thank you for the certain hope that we know in Christ. Father, I thank you this morning that anyone who's repented and come to Christ, placing their faith in him, his death and burial and resurrection. Lord, we're forgiven. We have eternal life even now, and we have the certain hope of that, a certain hope of forgiveness and heaven and, and the blessings and, and rewards that we'll know uh, in you throughout eternity. Lord, thank you so very much for that this morning. Uh, Father, I pray this morning for... Uh, the comfort of those who can't be here this morning, for Carolyn, 
uh, for Gary, uh, for Rhonda, others, Father. Lord, I pray that uh, you'd have your hand upon them this morning. Help them to not lose hope, Lord, but to be reminded this morning uh, in the face of great trials. You are at work in these trials, and we have an absolutely certain hope in Christ. And Father, I pray this would be a, a time of encouragement this morning. Lord, if we've allowed ourselves to be hopeless, I pray that we would confess that to you this morning and put our eyes right back on you and be encouraged by you and find fresh hope in you uh, all over again. Lord, work here now. Help me, I pray in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Everybody dive in and, and look at some uh, biblical uh, re reasons. Uh, we're going to get there, but the biblical root of hope. Does that sound like a good place to begin? What's, what's the source? What's the root of your hope? Well, according to the Bible, it is the Lord. People hope in all sorts of things, don't they? they hope in, we hope in each other. We hope someone will do this or, or do that. We hope politicians will do uh, this or that, depending on your perspective. Uh, we hope times will improve. We, we put hope in all sorts of things, uh, but the Bible shows us that the root, the root source of real, true hope, certain hope, is the Lord himself. I want you to see this morning that all three members of the Trinity, of the triune Godhead, are involved in ministering hope to us, uh, to God's people. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Bible shows that all of them are involved in ministering hope to us. Of course, they all they each indwell us. Um, in uh, Romans 15 and, and verse 13, uh, we see that both God the Father and God the Spirit minister hope uh, to believers. And do make some notes this morning. Get some references down, please. Uh, Romans 15 and verse 13 says, Now the God of hope, our God, is a God of hope. Uh, he's a God who is the source, the root of the hope that we know. Uh, Paul prayed, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now God is called the God of hope. God the Father is a God of hope. He's, he's the source of hope according to that scripture. Uh, and uh, the Bible shows us there that the Holy Spirit, uh, his power uh, ministers hope to us. Aren't you glad for that this morning? Are you indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God this morning? Uh, are you indwelt by the Spirit of God? If, if you're a saved person, you are, uh, and praise God for that. And the Holy Spirit has many important ministries to us, but one of those ministries is to minister hope to us. And I've been talking a lot recently about the importance of being yielded to the Spirit of God, and uh, I suspect, I suspect that it is the case that as you're yielded and uh, thereby filled with the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit just, just uh, all the more encourages uh, our hope. As we know, the, the fruit of the Spirit, especially as we yield and are filled, uh, I, I suspect the Holy Spirit just ministers special, especially ministers uh, hope to us this morning. Lord, help us to yield to your Spirit. Help us to know the ministry of the Holy Spirit who ministers hope to us in our lives. So God the Father, God, God the Father is called the God of hope, and the Holy Spirit, uh, through his power, ministers hope to us. Uh, the Bible also shows us that the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son, uh, is 
uh, ministering hope to us. Well, make a note, 1 Timothy 1 and verse 1. Now, I'm, I'm, I want you to get these references down, but if you can, kind of move around the Bible with me. It'll be a little bit like a sword drill this morning, I suppose. But uh, if you can, move around with me and, and, and see at least some of these verses. We'll look at some passages that are a little bit longer. I'll, I'll encourage you especially to go there. It's okay to listen, but uh, if you can get there, um, that, that's a good thing. Um, in 1 Timothy 1 and verse 1, which is where we are, which was uh, the first verse of, of the book that we're uh, beginning today, we've already seen uh, at the end of that verse, the Lord Jesus Christ is called our hope. The passage says, the verse says, the Lord, at the end of verse 1, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is or who is our hope. He literally is the hope of believers. Uh, he literally is that. Now, this word that sometimes is translated uh, hope in the New Testament is other times translated faith. And, and that makes sense, doesn't it? If you hope in something uh, to happen certainly, if you have a certain hope in something, you have a great faith in that thing, right? That just makes sense, right, Brother Steve? If, if our hope is in Christ... Uh, or our faith is in Christ, that in, in a lot of ways they're interchangeable ideas. And in fact, the same word is translated both ways. We have a certain hope in Christ because of our faith in Christ. He's given us faith that we can place right back upon him. Uh, we, we've placed our faith in him, and as a result of that, we have a certain hope in him. He ministers uh, a, a certain hope to us, uh, those of us who have placed our faith in him, uh, that's one of the ministries of God the Son as well, to minister a certain hope to us. Hebrews 12 and verse 2 uh, says that Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. Well, that word could be hope also. He's the author and finisher uh, of our hope. Hebrews 12 and verse 2 uh, says, uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, uh, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's where he is today, uh, where his resurrection body is today. Uh, we have a certain hope in Christ who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He gave us faith uh, to place upon him, uh, and, and he, he, he ministers an ongoing faith to us. Um, listen. It's hard to just drum up faith on your own effort. Uh, the Lord does encourage our faith as we spend time in Scripture and as we uh, read the words of God. Uh, but understand that the, the fact that we have this ongoing faith uh, is, is made possible because of the Lord who ministers faith and hope to us. Uh, if, if you have hope this morning, uh, do you have hope this morning? Do you have hope this morning? We do good to stop and just say, thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord. You have ministered that to us. It is not of us. It's of, of God. We do not drum it up or create it or stoke it ourselves. Uh, yes, we do our part. We're in church. We encourage each other. We get in the Bible. We pray together. But it is ministered to us by the Lord. It's made possible uh, because of Christ. And we thank, thank him for that this morning. Uh, 1 Peter 1, go here if you can, please. 1 Peter 1 uh, and verse 3. Here the Bible shows us, 1 Peter 1, beginning in verse 3. We have a lively hope 
we have a lively hope, not rich, just kind of a, a ho-hum hope, but a living hope, uh, a, a, a passionate, living, lively hope that is based on the resurrection of Christ. And stop and think, we'll see the verses in a minute, but stop and think about that. Do you have a, a certain hope this morning that you will be resurrected? Do you have that hope? I have that hope. And, you know, it doesn't make sense that we would believe that except God has shown us that that is true. Amen. The Bible shows us that that is true. And, you know, if you're in Christ, if you're saved this morning and you, you raise your hand, you said amen because you believe that. It's because the Lord has shown us that. Well, one of the things the Lord shows us is that we have a lively hope of being resurrected ourselves because Christ was resurrected. You'll not be the first one uh, to be resurrected. Christ was something that's already happened uh, once, uh, and so we can have a hope, uh, a certain confident hope, that we too can be resurrected. Uh, so there's a, there's a logic or a rationality to it, but also God has convicted us of this uh, through his word. Here's what it says in 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be God, and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy begat us again unto what? What does it say? Unto what? A living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Uh, so of course our, our salvation is made possible by the death of burial and the resurrection uh, of Christ, but also uh, become, his resurrection becomes a source of hope in our resurrection. Verse 4 continues there, unto an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, all of you, who by the power of God are guarded through faith unto a salvation ready to be revealed uh, in the last time. That's awesome. Uh, praise God for that. that. That's awesome. It's because of his resurrection that we may confidently hope in, in our own resurrection. Uh, by the way, when will that happen? When will that happen? We'll be at the rapture, right? Uh, which is kind of the first part of the return of Christ, right? Uh, so we, if we, I was going to say if we understand the Bible correctly. I believe we do understand the Bible correctly. Uh, the next thing in God's timeline is the rapture, the catching away of his people, followed by a seven-year tribulation period where God will uh, work primarily to get the attention of the Jews, uh, followed by the return of Christ at the end of the tribulation period with us, his saints. And we understand this morning that our resurrection will occur at that first part of his return, the rapture, the catching away. Uh, if, if, we're, uh, if we've died before that and, and we've been buried, uh, we'll be resurrected, and then those who are living will be resurrected. Uh, Jesus died and was buried, and, and, and was he resurrected, church? Was he? He died. He really did die. He didn't just appear to die, right? Uh, he really did die. Uh, he really was buried, and he really did uh, rise again. He really was resurrected on the third day, just exactly uh, as he prophesied. Well, Bible has shown us that's possible because of the Lord. Uh, it's possible for us, too. And the Bible shows that not only is it possible, it's going to happen. We'll be, we'll be resurrected with incorruptible bodies. What a great joy. What a great and certain hope that we have. It's based 
in part biblically on the resurrection of Christ. Uh, by the way, it's a hope that's also based on his return. And I think we touched on that a little bit already. We, we understand he'll be, we will be resurrected at the first part of his return. Um, Titus 2 and verse 13, just get that down. Titus 2 and verse 13. Uh, Paul wrote to Titus uh, in part about our hope. And he said, uh, looking for that blessed hope uh, and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. By the way, that verse calls Jesus what? It calls him the great God. The great God. He's God. He's, he's not just a man. He's, he's revealed in Scripture to be God. He's not the God, God the Father. He's not God the Holy Spirit. He's God the Son. No less God than God the Father. Please don't lose sight of that ever. Uh, please. Uh, we have a great hope that is based on the fact that uh, he is divine, he is God, uh, he did die for us, uh, and he, is he, he was resurrected, uh, and he is going to return again. T uh, turn over to 1 Thessalonians 4. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4. You know, this is a passage that we look at a lot at, at funerals and uh, internment services. Uh, but we don't have to wait until the next funeral, amen? We look at it right now. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, beginning in verse 13, is, is a passage that teaches the rapture, uh, and it's just filled with hope, and, and you remember we're, we're to comfort one another with this passage. 1 Thessalonians 4, beginning in verse 13, Paul writes, uh, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, dead, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. So all kinds of people out there in the world today, they have no hope. Uh, they feel hopeless. And apart from coming to Christ, there really is no hope for them. Their best hope is hell followed by the lake of fire. That's not a good hope. By the way, it is a certain hope, uh, that, but that's their only hope. Boy, we have a better hope. Amen. Uh, verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, do you believe that? Amen, I do too. Uh, even so, them which sleep in Jesus, those that have died and uh, saved, will God bring with him. For this we say, verse 15, unto you, all of you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, we won't go first, uh, them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we, how long? Ever be with the Lord. Say amen, please. Amen. That, I mean, that, this is our hope. That's not something to fear or to dread. Uh, no, it's, this, this is our hope, uh, our resurrection at the return of Christ. Verse 18 says, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. That's our future. It's a certain thing uh, because the Bible uh, portrays it, reveals it to be uh, a certain thing. We should take personal comfort in this, and we should take care to obey verse 18 uh, to comfort one another with these truths. Um, all three members of the Godhead uh, minister truth. And the word of God shows that the, the root source of our truth is in the Lord uh, and, and the certainty of his words. Uh, number two this morning, the second R, the second R 
Uh, there are lots and lots and lots. Rich, that's a technical term. Lots and lots and lots. It's a theological term, you understand. There are many reasons to um, hope in the Lord. Uh, can you think of a few? I mean, I won't call on you, but if I did, could you think of a few reasons that you should, that you can? Uh, hopefully, you could, you could make a list. Reasons that I do hope in the Lord. Uh, could you make a list of, of reasons that you do hope in the Lord? That's a good exercise, by the way. Uh, if you ever find yourself feeling hopeless, it's a good exercise. Pull out pen and paper. I suppose you could do it on your computer, too. Uh, and just start making a list of uh, what, are, what, what is my hope, and um, what, is, what is it rooted in? We've seen that, the Lord. And, and what are some reasons that I do hope in the Lord? And, and as you'll go through that, that'll just encourage you. That'll lift you up from a place where you feel hopeless. I'm going to take the uh, occasion to remind us this morning that feelings lie. Amen. Our feelings lie to us, but the Lord never does. Amen. Feelings lie to us all the time. Do you ever feel hopeless? You ever feel that way a little bit? You ever feel a little bit hopeless? Do uh, things that, uh, maybe, do things ever look hopeless sometimes? They do, and sometimes that makes us feel a little, our feelings lie to us, but the Lord never does. Biblical reasons to hope in the Lord, number two. Uh, number two, biblical reasons to hope in the Lord. Um, how about this? As we've already seen, the Lord is the root source of, of genuine hope. He's the Lord. Uh, he is the source. Um, consider this also. Is there, is there any other God who is able to give hope to his people? Is there any other God that can deliver his people from a hopeless situation? Uh, is there any other thing uh, is there any other faith that can offer an absolutely certain hope to believers? Uh, Zachary's going to start a series on Islam. I mentioned it in the 9 o'clock hour. And, you know, the, the purpose of that is to lovingly compare Islam to uh, biblical Christianity so that we can understand the differences and so that we can share our faith lovingly uh, with Muslim people. Um, for the most part, Muslim people don't have a certain hope of eternity. There are certain things that they believe they can do based on their scripture, the Quran, uh, that would, would secure eternity. But most Muslim people, most Islam people, Islamic people, they don't have a, a certain hope that their God, Allah, can deliver them uh, into eternal life. They, have, they don't have a certainty of that. Do you? Do you? Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, you don't have to turn there, but back in Daniel 3, uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, came to recognize that the Lord is, is a God who can deliver uh, from a hopeless situation uh, to a better situation. Daniel 3.28, Nebuchadnezzar proclaimed, there is no other God that is able to deliver. Did he, did he proclaim truth? He did. Uh, he, he, saw, he saw Daniel and, and, and friends in, in situations that looked hopeless, but he saw the Lord, their God, deliver them from situations that looked hopeless to situations that were not hopeless at all. And as Nebuchadnezzar saw that, he recognized that the Lord must be the one true God and that there's no other God that's able to deliver people uh, from a hopeless situation uh, 
condemnation as a result of sin to forgiveness of sin uh, and eternal life and, and the certainty of reward for service um, for serving the Lord. There's no other way. The Bible does not provide any other way. And, and honestly, there really isn't another faith that even tries to make that promise. Uh, there, really, there really just isn't. Uh, the next thing that we see this morning, um, Lamentations 3. Why don't you turn there? Lamentations 3 um, is a great place to find hope in the place of difficulty. Uh, Lamentations 3. Uh, we see here a few things. And I do want to look at a, a couple of verses here at least. Uh, Lamentations 3. Um, the Lord offers a hope that is certain. It's a hope that is enduring. Um, and it's a hope that's encouraging. Um, Jeremiah, here in, in Lamentations, um, he, was, he had suffered great trial and uh, had lost much in terms of material things. But here in Lamentations um, 3 and verse 24, uh, he proclaims this. See, are you there? He proclaims this. He says, uh, having lost much, he says, basically he says, you know, it's okay because the Lord is my portion. You know, other people have what they have, but the Lord is my portion. He says, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul, Therefore, do you know the verse? Therefore will I hope in him. You know, lots of people out in the world have lots of stuff, don't they? You ever get discouraged by that? You look at other people's stuff and you say, Lord, why don't I have stuff? <laughs> um, the stuff that they have is very temporary. Rich, they're not taking it out of this life, are they? It's very temporary. Um, but what we have in the Lord is very permanent. Uh, it is eternal. Uh, when you're tempted to be discouraged by the fact that others seem to have so much, I encourage you to say with Jeremiah, the Lord is my portion, therefore will I hope in him. Listen, if you have the Lord, you have everything. Amen? Is, is that true? Is it, is, it, is it true? If you have the Lord, you have everything. Uh, you, have, you have forgiveness. You have salvation. You have eternal life. You have uh, the promise, all, all the promises that go along with that. Jeremiah had to stop and say this. He had to stop and, and, and decide that uh, for him, the Lord was his portion. Um, that's true. But he had to decide to see that truth, and he had to decide to accept that truth uh, and to place his hope in the Lord. And, you know, sometimes we have to do the same thing. Uh, sometimes when things feel hopeless or, you know, we're discouraged because of whatever, you have to just, you have to just stop and, and, and take a deep breath and step back and say, hey, the Lord is my portion. Uh, the Lord is my hope. I'm going to remind myself of that all over again today uh, and go forward uh, and allow him to minister hope to me, the Father, the Son, uh, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, by the way, if you're there in Lamentations, the next point is in uh, verse 26 where the Bible says that it is good to hope in the Lord. Uh, it is good to hope in the Lord. 
Uh, Rich, that seems kind of obvious, doesn't it? Sometimes we have to be reminded of obvious things, though. Sometimes there, there are things that are obvious, but we don't quite see it. We don't, we don't quite form the thought, and so the Lord has to do that for us. Uh, I'm thankful for that. Uh, in Lamentations 3 and verse 26, the Bible says, It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. That's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing uh, to hope in the Lord. It's not a bad thing. Uh, Rich, I am saved. I, I am being saved. Uh, and when my body is, is redeemed and, and, and made anew, uh, I'll be completely saved. That's, that's my hope. That's my hope. So I, I, I recognize I am saved, but the, the completion of my salvation in terms of the uh, eternality of my body and so forth, that, that's a future hope. So uh, there's a sense in which I'm quietly waiting for the salvation of the Lord also. You don't have to turn there, but 2 Timothy 2 and verse 16 proclaims the Lord offers a good hope. There's, there's hopes out there. There's things that you could hope in, but the hope that we have in the Lord is the only truly good hope 2 Timothy 2 and verse 16, you could just listen. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us. Are you thankful for that? Are you loved today? Do you ever feel unloved? It's a lie. <laughs> Stop lying to us, feelings. Uh, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and a good hope through grace. It's not something that we deserve. It's, it's a gracious thing. We have a good hope through grace, uh, a gracious God uh, and the blood of Christ that makes this possible. Comfort your hearts, he says, and establish you in every good work, word and work. We have a good hope that's made possible by the Lord's grace. So the root of our hope is the Lord. Christ, is, of course, will be our focus his death, burial, and resurrection, the certainty of that is the, the core root of our hope. Over and over and over again, the Bible just gives reason upon reason, precept upon precept, re, precept reason upon reason uh, to hope in the Lord. Uh, and I'm thankful this morning the Bible also shows us results, results of focusing your hope on the Lord. And that's our third major point this morning, our third R, the results of hoping on the Lord. Um, of course, in Christ, we have a certain hope of eternal life. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 8 says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate, breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation, the hope, the certain hope of salvation, uh, the certain hope of salvation. Uh, in Christ, uh, in Christ, be number two, I guess, or, or letter B. In Christ, we find a hope that anchors our soul. Turn over to Hebrews 6 and verse 18, please. Hebrews 6 and verse 18. Do you ever feel a little bit anchorless sometimes? Uh, kind of like a ship that is, or a little boat that has become uh, unanchored and it's kind of just floating around uh, unanchored. Um, that feeling is a lie also because the Bible shows us that we, we have a hope in Christ that anchors our soul. It gives us a, a steadiness in life, a security and a safety. Hebrews 6 and verse 18 uh, reveals 
the Bible says two immutable things, two things that are unchanging, truths that are unchangeable, in that which it was impossible for God to lie. God cannot lie. It's impossible. Uh, he's absolutely truthful. That demands absolute truth, God's character. Uh, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the what, church? The hope set before us. This is the hope available to us in Christ. Verse 19 now, which hope we have, we have it, as an anchor of the soul, your soul, my soul, uh, both sure, certain, and steadfast, solid, stable, anchored, uh, reliable. Uh, the hope that we have uh, in Christ because of his death, burial, and resurrection, because of our salvation, uh, it is a hope that the Lord desires to use uh, to anchor our souls, to, uh, to uh, address that uh, feeling, that wrong feeling of, of just being unanchored and, uh, and listless and purposeless and, and troubled. No, in Christ we have a hope that serves as an anchor. Uh, it anchors us down in a way that is sure uh, and steadfast. One man says this of, of this verse. He says, hope accomplishes for the soul the same thing which an anchor does for a ship. It makes it fast and secure. An anchor preserves a ship when the waves beat and the wind blows. As long as the anchor holds, so long a ship is safe and the mariner apprehends no danger. So with the soul of the Christian, in tempests and trials of life, his mind is calm as long as his hope of heaven is firm. If that gives way, he feels that all is lost. But doesn't give way, brother. Our, our hope in Christ is a, a sure hope, uh, an anchor of the soul, both, both sure and steadfast. Uh, are you anchored down in Christ today? We are, right? Lord, help us not forget that. It's truth. Um, it's truth. Uh, next thing, next thing I want you to see. Uh, the Bible says the watchful eye of the Lord remains on those that hope in him. Uh, the Lord watches over those who hope in him. Uh, get this reference down, please. Psalm 33 and verse 18. You can just listen. Psalm 33 and verse 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Rich, I'm glad this morning that I have Christ as an anchor. Uh, he's a sure foundation. Uh, he's an anchor. Uh, my hope in him anchors my soul. Um, and as I hope in him, uh, the Lord also watches over my soul. Aren't you glad for that this morning? Aren't you glad that you have a heavenly father who watches over you? Uh, he's, uh, he's watching for dangers. He's watching for difficulties. And uh, he knows, of course, uh, all things that we face. He's watching over us and caring for us. And, and protecting us as a loving father. Aren't you glad for that this morning? Uh, as we watch over the Lord, uh, as, as, I'm sorry, as we set our eyes upon the Lord, he is watching over us. Lord, thank you. Uh, the next thing, when we hope in the Lord, uh, we are especially encouraged that he hears our prayers. You ever wonder if God's actually hearing your prayers? 
You ever wonder that? God, are you actually hearing? Maybe you don't pray that, but maybe you've wondered that. God, God, are you actually hearing? Well, the Bible says he does. Um, The Bible says uh, in Psalm 38 and verse 15, Psalm 38 and verse 15, For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou will hear, O Lord my God. I think that there's a lot we could say about that verse, but I think that verse implies a number of things, including the idea that as you set your hope in the Lord, as you put your eyes on the Lord and, and, and hope in him, we, we're encouraged that he hears us. We're, we're encouraged that he hears us. Does God hear your prayers? You betcha he does. You betcha he does. The Bible shows us a, a, a God who hears the prayers of his people. Of course, we have the great privilege to go boldly to his throne in prayer uh, because, of, because of Christ. Uh, next thing, next thing. We find rest in godly hope. We find rest in godly hope. In Psalm 16 and verse 8, get that down please. Psalm 16 uh, and verse 8. The psalmist set his eyes upon the Lord uh, and was able to rest in hope. I'm going to read the verse. Psalm 16 and verse 8 says this. The psalmist says, I have set the Lord always before me. He kept his eyes upon the Lord. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. Then he says this, my flesh also shall rest in hope. Rest in hope. Do you ever feel restless? Do you ever feel restless? Um... It's an uncomfortable feeling, right? It's an uncomfortable thing. Boy, if, we, if our eyes are on the Lord and, and, and we're looking to him, there is a rest, a restfulness that is the answer to restlessness uh, that God ministers to us. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Um, someone said to me once, and I, and I think I've shared this before, Uh, Hey, Bob, sometimes you just need to stop and rest in the Lord. And that's great advice. You know, sometimes we get caught up in busyness, uh, in worry, uh, in trying to control things that honestly we know are not in our control, and we wear ourselves out. And the answer to that is just taking a deep breath and resting in the Lord. And we can because... We're people of confident hope in the Lord. We could say, Lord, I'm not in control of any of these things. Help me stop trying to be in control of these things. Lord, help me to have that confident hope that you are in control of all things. Is he, church? Is he in control of all things? The Bible reveals him to be a God who's in control of all things. uh, And I'm convicted by him that that is true. Uh, And so I can take a deep breath and just pause uh, and rest in him. I can rest in the confident hope that I have in him to be in control, because I'm not. (laughs) He is, uh, and I'm not. Of course, I have to do my part and be responsible and diligent and so forth, but um, I can dwell confidently in the Lord, resting in him. And I need to do that. You know, we just need to do that. Sometimes just take a deep breath and stop and pause and rest in him. Lord, help us. Uh, give us wisdom. Show us when we need to do that, to just stop and rest in you and pray 
and trust in you and allow you to minister to us. Next thing we see, when we hope in the Lord, we are comforted by him. Uh, when we hope in the Lord, we are comforted by him. Uh, Psalm 42 and verse 5. Write that down, please. Psalm 42 and verse 5. Uh, here the psalmist, he was struggling. He says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? He's talking to himself, right? He said, why are you, why are you so depressed, self? Uh, why art thou so disquieted? And he has to say to himself, and he does. He says, hope thou in God. He says, hey, self, why are you so down in the dumps? Why are you so disquieted? Uh, the answer for that is to hope thou in God. Uh, you have to choose to do that sometimes. Amen? Don't you have to do, choose to do that sometimes? You have to say, you know what? I, I know I have a, a confident, certain hope in God, but I actually haven't been hoping in him. I know his promises are true. I know, I know that here. I don't doubt that. God has showed me that. But I'm not actually exercising that hope down in my heart. There's a difference between knowing something and allowing it to really affect your heart, right? Uh, you, you all have said that you have a confident hope in the Lord and the truth of his word. Uh, sometimes you have to just push that from here down into your heart and let that really affect your heart. Pastor, I'm not sure I know how to do that. Well, just ask the Lord. Lord, Lord help me to take what I know and apply it to my heart. Uh, this morning in the 9 o'clock hour, we saw in, in Proverbs the the encouragement to incline your, your ear to the words of wisdom, to scripture, uh, and, and to get them into your heart. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to take these things that we're seeing in your word, and uh, you, you've helped us already to believe them, but, but help us to get it down into our heart. When, when we're tempted to feel hopeless, help us to recall these things, uh, uh, Lord, help us to, when we're cast down, to truly hope in you. The psalmist there continues, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Just start praising him. Just start praising him. Next thing uh, I want us to see is, um, skip over uh, one thing here. Um, we've already mentioned this morning, but it's worth saying again, in Christ, believers find uh, a certain hope of a heavenly reward. Uh, do you have a certain hope of a heavenly reward? We understand the Bible shows us that uh, we'll be rewarded for uh, service that we perform in and through a church with the right heart, with the right attitude. Uh, the Lord's going to reward us for that. Paul was thankful for that. Uh, Colossians 1 and verse 5, Paul says, he was thankful for the hope which is laid up for you uh, in heaven, uh, well, there's all kinds of hope we have in heaven, but one of the things uh, that we're hopeful for is reward. In 2 Timothy 4 and verse 8, uh, the Bible says, Henceforth there is laid up for me, Paul writes, uh, a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me that day. And not only to me, he writes, but unto all them that love his appearing. So one of the rewards available to believers in heaven is, is called the crown of righteousness. It's, it's for those who love and look forward to the Lord's uh, return. That's one of the rewards uh, that we can look forward uh, to heaven. Uh, we have a hope of glory in heaven. 
We have a hope of glory in heaven. Now, um, to get to heaven, we've already said this this morning too, but uh, there's really only two ways to get there, right? Brother Steve, there, there's only two ways, right? Uh, one way is to be raptured, and that'd be the best way, right? We, we agree on that, I think. Steve and I agree. That'd be the best way. And if it happened in the next moment, that'd be great, right? That, that, that'd be okay, God. Is that okay, church? Should we vote on it? That, that'd be just fine, right? Janet, that'd be good, right? If, if, if that, in the next moment the Lord raptures us, that's our hope. <laughs> that'd be just fine. Um, the, um, the hard part is, is the second way, um, the dying way. Um, but I'm thankful this morning that the Bible shows us that Although dying's a truth, and, and we, we certainly don't look forward to the, the difficulty of dying. We look forward to being home with the Lord, but not the difficulty of dying. Uh, the Bible teaches us that in the Lord, we can know a hopeful comfort even at the time of death. Does that sound good? Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. People worry about dying, right? Worry about dying? Um, it's... We've seen it appear to be difficult. Um, we know that there is, you know, there, there can be pain and, and struggle and, and difficulty. But I'm thankful this morning that although that may be the way that we arrive in heaven and realize all of the hopes that we have, uh, and despite the difficulty, the, the Bible reveals a, a hopeful comfort even uh, at the time of death. Write down a reference, please. Proverbs 14 and verse 32. Bible says the wicked is driven away in, in his wickedness. That's not what I want you to see. But the righteous hath hope in his death. Um, we have a hope of heaven that requires death or rapture. But the Bible says the righteous have the hope in his death. And it could be understood as at his death. Uh, the Lord who ministers hope to us throughout our lives will also minister a comfort and hope to us at the time of death. Now, you know verses like Psalm 23 and verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That's good verse, that's good truth. Uh, Psalm 37 and verse 37 says, Mark the perfect man, the mature man, for the end of that man is peace. The end of that man is peace. Peace with God in heaven and, and, and peace at the end of his life that is only possible because of Christ. I'll share three more verses and we're done. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Turn there, please. 1 Corinthians 15. I want you to see three verses here and we're done. And we're done. Rich, I'm thankful that the Lord gives us hope that carries us through life. I'm thankful that there is a, a hope of, of comfort and peace and confidence in the Lord at the end of life, at that very difficult end of life that will carry us into eternity. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 55, it's a long chapter, you remember that. 1 Corinthians verse 15 and, and verse, beginning at verse 55, the uh, Bible says this, O death, where is thy sting? 
O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But, verse 57, but, thanks be to God, which giveth, giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Praise God. 